0: Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. I want to ask you to go ahead and open your Bible to 2 Thessalonians, and and I will tell you this, uh, and I make no apology for it. I've got a lot of scriptures today, but how many of you know that the Word of God is way more important than the Word of Tony? Amen? And so everything I'm going to be sharing with you today, I want to back it up. I want to show it to you in the Word of God. And so I'm going to ask you to turn there with me. I I know that our uh, tech guys will be putting it on the screen behind me, but if you have your Bible, if you have your iPad, if you have your iPhone, whatever you have, I'm going to ask you to turn to that. I'm going to be speaking this morning... On winning against the Antichrist spirit. Mm. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, God, that all power, that all authority is given to us by Jesus he told us that we would tread on serpents. He told us that he is giving us authority over the enemy. And today we exercise that authority. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that cloudiness will be removed from every mind and heart and And that people will hear the word of God and as of this day the word of God will become more clear to them than ever before. For the Lord would say unto you that if you would open your heart, if you will open your mind, I will give you the understanding of my word today. For God would also say to you that I have put things in your life and you have yet began to stir stir them up. You have yet began to stir the flame. But I'm telling you today that I am renewing a call in your life. I am renewing the gifts that I have placed within you. So receive my word today. Receive my anointing today. Receive my Holy Spirit today. For I am going to do a great Thing in you, not just in this building, but I'm going to do a great thing in you as you go out. People will look at you and say, There's something different. The difference is Jesus Christ. The difference is the anointing of my spirit. So open your hearts, open your mind, and I'm going to give you the understanding that you have desired about end times. I will do it by my spirit this day, says the Lord. Amen. Now give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. I need you to love me this morning. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if I don't upset you with the first part of my message, I'll upset you with the second part of my message. But how many of you know sometimes you need to be shaken a little bit? Amen? Amen. How many of you understand that you don't like it when somebody wakes you up in the morning, but if they didn't, you'd go in late to work. And if you do that enough times, you'd get fired. Well, God is saying, I've been trying to shake some of you, and I'm going to wake you up this morning by my spirit. Amen. So love me. You know what? You have to love me. You don't have a choice. I may not be that lovable except to Sharon, and thank God I am to her. But love me this morning and pray for me as we hear the word of the Lord. I want to talk to you today, as I've already mentioned about exposing the Antichrist spirit. Now you need to understand, I I personally, this is my personal belief, I do believe that the Antichrist is already here somewhere in the world. I don't know who he is. I know in the past that people have have tried to use the numbers in, in men's names and declare that they were the Antichrist. You know what? I'm not worried about who he is. I just want the anointing of the Holy Spirit so I can combat the spirit of the Antichrist that is in the world and that tries to attack us on a regular basis. And I've seen those attacks increase in the last several years. And again, my opinion, I would never, ever try to set a date or a time, but I do believe that the coming of Jesus Christ is at hand. Amen. I also want to say, and I have to give recognition, some of the first part of what I'm going to share with you, uh, God blessed me uh, through Jimmy Evans. If you know who he is, amen. If you don't, don't worry about it. Uh, a, A wonderful man of God, a theologian, There is a spirit from hell that is attacking believers. There is a spirit of hell that has attacked so many of you in the last few years. I know we call it a pandemic, and I do believe that the enemy has used that. But it goes far beyond COVID-19. It goes far beyond the Delta variant. There is an enemy, a very real enemy who is in the world today. And it is his desire to not only attack us, not only attack you, but to try to destroy you so that you will not have eternity with Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, he is already a defeated foe. But we need to have knowledge of who he is. We need to have understanding of how he works. And as we have those things and we flow in the Spirit, we're able to stand against him. We're able to rebuke him, not only in our own life, but in the life of our spouse, in the life of our family. Because God has called us to be watchmen. And we are watchmen today to tell the enemy, you're not going any further. We recognize who you are. And we are living by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Somebody give God praise right now. Amen. The spirit of the Antichrist is not only against you, us, but he is especially against the word of God. He does not want you to hear the word of God. And if you read it, he tries to fog your mind so that you don't understand it. But how many of you understand that the Holy Spirit who gave man the ability to write this word, he is the same one that will give you the ability to understand the word of God. Don't you ever, now listen to me, I'm saying this by the spirit. Don't you ever again say, I've read it, but I don't understand it you need to understand by the anointing of the Spirit of God that as you begin to read the Word, the Holy Spirit is giving you understanding and you need to praise God for it every time you read it. Hallelujah. Again, in my opinion, the most dangerous force in the world today it's not a Republican. It's not a Democrat. It's not a Caucasian. It's not an African American. It's not a Mexican, Hispanic. It's not a Muslim. It is the Antichrist spirit. Now, the problem is that there are so many people within those people groups that I've just named that allow themselves to be used by the Antichrist spirit. And the Antichrist spirit is not only attacking Christians, but it is seducing Christians and trying to get us to turn our backs on Jesus and no longer follow the word of God wholeheartedly. Do you have any inclination How many churches this morning that there are men and women standing in the pulpit and they are declaring that they don't believe that this is the inerrant word of God? So what are they teaching? What are they preaching? They are teaching and preaching antichrist spirit propaganda to the people and people are swallowing it and going out into the world and living by the antichrist instead of living by Jesus Christ. Holy Word. So what is the Antichrist spirit? I, I trust you've already gone to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I want to begin reading at verse 3. 2 Thessalonians 2, beginning at verse 3. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Now that is the Antichrist. And I I trust that you understand uh, there are times this morning I will talk about the Antichrist. And I will also be talking about the spirit of the Antichrist. The man himself has not been revealed yet. But the spirit of the Antichrist is moving. That's why we have to be aware. That's why we have to be listening to the Holy Spirit. But he said that man of lawlessness will be revealed the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worship so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Now that's important. I want you to hold on to that because I'm going to reference that again in just a little while. The Antichrist spirit is the spirit of men and women exalting themselves above God and defying God, defying God's word Defying, defying God's law and saying, I don't need you. I'm not going to follow your word. I'm going to do as I please. But I want you to listen to me. The Antichrist is not the only one saying today that he is God. The spirit of the Antichrist that is in the world says, You don't have to submit to anyone, let alone God, because you are your own God. I'll be 68 years old the first day of November, and I have never seen lawlessness in the world like I am seeing today. And it's not just in America. It's all over the world. And the reason is because... Men and women have listened to the Antichrist spirit and they have bought into the lie that you don't have to follow the precepts and the law of a God Almighty who lives in the heavens. You don't have to submit because you are your own God. That's that's why we have people today saying, I may have been born this way, but that's not who I am. I'm really a man. I'm really a woman because they have said, God may say he created me this way, but I don't receive it. I receive the the fact that I, in actuality, I am this way. Now, let me tell you something. I'm not against that person. This church is not against that person. But I am against the antichrist spirit that is lying to them and telling them different than what God has said. Before they were even formed in their mother's womb. For he said I knew you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb. I created you this way. To be a man or to be a woman. And the reason is he wanted them to be a man of God. Or a woman of God. Declaring the word of God. To a world who needs Jesus Christ. People are saying, I'll decide for myself. <laughs> okay, now this is a little bit of Tony coming out, okay? I don't know how much anointing is in this. And, and I know we're, we're going to, on YouTube and streaming and everything, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say. When a parent tries to let a three-year-old or a four-year-old or any toddler decide what gender they are, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that parent needs to be slapped. Now, if I slap them, I'll slap them with a holy slap, but I think they need to be slapped. I started to say there's some in counseling that I'd like to slap, but then I would lose all of you who've been planning on coming to counseling. (laughs) I've never slapped anyone yet, okay? God doesn't tell me what I am, who I am. I will decide for myself. And I'll let my baby, I'll let my toddler decide for themselves because I am my own God. They are their own God. I'm deciding what my morality and my beliefs are. You see, the reason they are doing that is because they have exalted themselves in their own mind and they have determined as the Antichrist already has, and will reveal that they are their own God. Go with me over to the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 2. This is a prophetic psalm. I'll get there. Psalm chapter 2. And and I'm going to read the entirety of this psalm. Psalm 2, beginning at verse 1. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. You you see, the world today says that we're all legalistic if we believe the word of God. Oh, you're just legalistic. I'm not... I'm not bound to what any man thinks or says. But you see, even back when this psalm was written, it said that men and women would would throw off the shackles. Well, let's go on. Verse four. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Guys, that's why we have to pray for our leaders. God is telling them, the kings, the leaders, to be warned, you rulers of the earth, to be wise. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son or he will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. I know this is, of course, uh, an end time prophecy saying that people will rebel and they will break the bonds of God off from themselves and then say that they're going to do whatever they want to do. But I'm saying to you this morning, and please hear me, that when you see people like that, you're going to recognize an arrogance in their life and that arrogance is opposing God. Please, please, please do not be like them. Regardless of what you see on the news, regardless of what you see on Facebook, if it is opposite from what God's word says, turn away from it, run away from it, run to the word of God, run to the spirit of God. Do not allow arrogance to enter into your life. All right, let's go to Second Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3 2 Timothy 3 beginning at verse 1 But mark this there will be terrible times in the last days People will be lovers of themselves Oh my God I could oh I could spend time there Look, there's nothing wrong with giving God praise for being who he made you to be. But when you begin to love yourself more than you love others, when you begin to love yourself more than you love God, when you begin to love yourself more than you love the word of God, well, I, I have to go on. Lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, see arrogant abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self control brutal not lovers of the good treacherous rash conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with this kind of people. Are we to pray for them? Yes. But are we to emulate them? Are we to be involved with them? No. We're we're not to allow ourselves to be snatched up caught up in what they're doing in the world today. We can look all across this nation and I'm telling you something people I know that there is a foot to defund the police and To do this and do that. Let me tell you, it's really not against people. They are snubbing their nose at God because all authority is established by God and they're telling God, I don't need your authority. I don't need you. I love myself and I'm going to do what I want to do. I thank God that I did what I wanted to do years ago when I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. But when I did that, I said, I'm no longer mine, I belong to you. (laughs) Okay, this is Tony again, all right? When I am listening to news or this broadcast or that broadcast, And I've heard words that were against the Word of God or against God. And then I hear this phrase, and God bless America, I want to slap them. Are any of y'all like me? I mean, do y'all just want to slap somebody sometimes? I have to be careful because I don't want the Antichrist spirit to get in me and start slapping everybody. (laughs) I know we blame it on COVID. We blame everything on COVID. Everything. COVID. 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 I don't like you. COVID. But I have seen... Okay, this is Tony again. <laughs> I have seen stupidity. It's it's like they took seeds of stupidity and planted them, and they have a harvest of stupidity. <laughs> oh, my God. What's happening to people? And the answer I'm teaching this morning, they're turning away from the spirit of the living almighty God and they're allowing the antichrist spirit to enter them and tell them anything and everything you want to do is okay. What I just read from 2 Timothy 3 we're seeing described in our world today. This is the spirit of the antichrist. I mentioned a moment ago, I read about it, that when the Antichrist goes into the temple, and as he goes in and declares himself to be God, all the people will follow him willingly because they believe that they are their own God. I've, I heard Pastor Sawyer, I think he has said it maybe even a couple of times in teaching. And I was like him, I had often wondered how in the world is the Antichrist going to be able to get everybody in the world just to fall in lockstep and do the things that he's leading them to do. And people, and I'm not trying to bring fear in anybody's life, I have seen this in the last two years where we shut down this We mandate this. And and it's not just in America. It is across the world. And people just fall into it lockstep and barrel. Now, let me tell you something. If you're vaccinated, don't you be mad at somebody that's not vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, don't you be mad at somebody who is vaccinated. If you're somebody that wears a mask... Don't you be mad at somebody who does not wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, don't be mad at somebody that does wear a mask. Because I'm telling you, the root of that is the Antichrist spirit. Because he is trying to get us to have division among ourselves. Because he knows that the only thing that is holding him back in the world today is called the church Of the living God. That's you and that's me. I can't afford to be mad at you. Because you're my brother. I can't afford to be mad at you. Because you are my sister. I will exalt you and pray for you. And declare that the spirit of God. Work in your life. I will not be mad at you. Regardless. And I declare that openly. I will not do it. In Jesus name. Now, if you cut me off on the belt line, that's a different story, all right? <clears throat> I think I just heard Sharon say, amen. <laughs> no, I won't even be mad at you then. God is my witness. I have learned through this that even when those kind of things happen, I declare a blessing. I'm not even going to go there. (laughs) Satan wants people to believe that they can be their own God, making their own decisions without God's input. God, help me if there ever comes a day that I don't ask God to give me discernment, that I don't ask God to give me wisdom. But I don't ask God to give me understanding. I ask that every day. Sharon and I, we pray and ask for that every single day. I can't afford to make a decision in my flesh. I can't afford to make a decision in my mind because I am not God. I serve God, but I am not God. But the Antichrist wants you to believe that you are so that no one can tell you what to do. I don't. I, I don't know if y'all ever use this phrase in your house, but when Josh was growing up, there, there was a phrase we'd tell him what to day, what to do, and he'd say, "You're not the boss of me." <laughs> you know, I've talked about slapping. Do <clears throat> right. yes, you know sometimes God needs to take? He takes me. And he goes, he doesn't slap me, but boy, he'll pop me out of love. Let me tell you, God disciplines those that he loves. And evidently, he loves me a lot. (laughs) Yeah, some of y'all felt that, didn't you? Whoa. But he always does it in love. He always does it to keep us on the right course, going the right way, doing the right thing. But He's able to do it because we submit ourselves to Him. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2. So if the spirit of man... Or rather, let me, let me back up. If that is the spirit of man in the Antichrist, what is the spirit of Jesus? Look at Philippians chapter 2. We're going to begin reading at verse 5. Philippians 2, 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset As Christ did. I think sometimes we overlook that first phrase in verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Well, what was that? Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, in being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus submitted himself to God, and by doing that, he put his trust in God. Let me tell you something. Don't ever tell me you're trusting God if you haven't submitted yourself to God yet. When you submit yourself to God, you say, I want your word to be alive and real in my life. When you submit yourself to God, you say, I'm listening for your instructions. When you submit yourself to God, you hear the instructions of God and you trust that those instructions are being given to you to bless you, even though it may be something you don't want to do in your flesh. Well, if it's your flesh, it needs to be crucified. It needs to be killed. And you need to allow the spirit of God to move in your life so that you can trust him out of obedience and humility. Just like Jesus did. The spirit of Jesus is humility. So we as believers humble ourselves and we put our trust in God. Humility is Jesus, arrogance is the spirit of Antichrist. I understand that it's easier for me to get up here and preach words at you than for us to do it. But ladies and gentlemen, to humble ourselves as Jesus did, we are required to do that. I think of men like Martin Luther King. Do you think he never wanted to slap somebody? <laughs> I think of men like Billy Graham. I, I could name others, but f- because of time, I won't. But those two men understood what it was to walk in humility, to humble themselves under the hand of God, and look at the lives that their life touched. And changed. Not just touched, but changed. Why? Because of their humility. Jesus said, Father, is there any other way that this can happen? But nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. He humbled himself before God. There was humility in the life of Jesus. That's what we're called to do. We are to live our life in humility. And guys, Very seriously, I know we see news at night or during the day or we read this article or that article and we hear and see what people in the world are doing and it angers us. But I want to caution you against that anger because that anger has its foundation in the spirit of the Antichrist. And if we allow any inkling of the Antichrist spirit into us, then we will lose that spirit of humility and we'll take on the same arrogance that they do. Maybe not in the same actions, but that arrogance will also be a part of our lives. Turn with me to Acts chapter 17. Just backwards a little ways. Acts chapter 17. I want to begin reading at... uh, Verse 24, Acts seventeen twenty four. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. He is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. That's why I humble myself before him. When I wake up every morning, He's given me life. He's given me breath. I want to say something, and this is not doubt or anything. You know what? I recognize sometimes I still stumble around when I walk. But Sharon can tell you, when I stumble, I say, God, I thank you. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger in Jesus' name. And guys, ladies and gentlemen, listen. This is not name it and claim it. This is standing on the Word of God that first Wednesday night that we had prayer, God touched me. I felt an electrical charge go through me. And I know that God is working, but the enemy's trying to steal it. And so every morning when I get up and put my feet out on the floor and begin to walk, I say, I thank you, God, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting better. Not because of me, but because of Jesus Christ. How many can say amen? And I give God praise for that. Don't, Don't don't you look at me. You give God praise along with me. From one man, verse 26, from one man, he made all the nations and they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him, we live and move and have our being. As some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Billy Graham was asked, I I don't remember, it's been many, many years ago now, but he was asked, what is the world's greatest social problem? And Dr. Graham replied that the greatest worldwide social problem, not just America, but worldwide, without question, he said, is racism. Now here's where I told you you're just going to have to love me. Oh yeah, he's going to go there. When the human race fell into sin, that fall, its most devastating characteristic was that sin separates. We understood that when Adam and Eve sinned, that they were separated from God. But as you read in the scripture, and man began to multiply, babies were born, men and women became more and more. You know what also happened? When sin entered And that sin of separation happened. It set mankind on a a course of contention, of jealousy, of hatred, and of murder. Let me tell you something, I honestly do not understand how someone can look at another person and their skin be a different color and they literally have hate in their heart toward them. My only understanding is that it has to be by the spirit of the Antichrist because it is his desire for us to hate one another, murder one another. Be divided against one another. God has called us together as one in Jesus Christ. And I refuse to allow the spirit of the Antichrist to rule my way of thinking and or speaking. Sins impact. Is so ever present in our daily lives at every level Amen. Amen. that there's sometimes that we are absolutely blinded to the encroachment of that sin into our own life. But that's why Paul warned us in Romans 12:2, he said, Do not be conformed to the image of this world. You see, God called us to a new redemptive shape. But it only happens when true blood-bought salvation comes to the human spirit. Again, I know I'm going to say something probably controversial, and I'm not trying to be controversial. Man comes up with programs and theories and things of that nature and all it does is make the divide worse. But God reaches in and changes a life, the heart, the soul, the spirit, the body and because that person is changed and now Formed in the image of Jesus Christ, then redemptive shape begins to happen and we begin to look and act more like Jesus Christ than look or act like one another. I love you, but I don't want to look and act like you. You may love me, but trust me, you don't want to look and act like me. We need to look and act like Jesus Christ. When we speak, they need to hear Jesus. When we do something, they need to see Jesus. And the only way to do that is to give ourselves wholeheartedly to Jesus. And God greatly desires to bring about His restoration through the work of the Holy Spirit, by the life of His Son, and with the uniting power of His Word. And only by God's grace can we experience forgiveness. Only by God's grace can we experience healing. Mm. As cautious as I can be in the presence of God, there are some of you here this morning that you need to forgive. There are some of you here this morning that you need to be healed because you've been hurt. Words have been spoken against you and you need to forgive and you need to be healed. And let me tell you something, I'm not just talking about blacks being hurt by whites or whites you've been hurt sometimes by your own race of people we we live in a world today where bullying is the thing sharon puts mental health counselors in schools and one of the biggest things they deal with with elementary, middle school, and high school students are other students bullying them, telling them you're so ugly, you ought to go ahead and die. And if you can't die naturally, you need to kill yourself. You tell me that's not the Antichrist spirit? She never tells me names, and usually she doesn't know the names, but when she shares those stories with me... How many of you like me? I never, ever thought of suicide when I was a kid growing up. Never thought of it. I personally know of, of a, an educator here in North Alabama, and Sharon, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was his third-grade son, told his dad... He was trying to figure out a way how to kill himself. Third grade. That antichrist spirit is trying to destroy generations and generations. He's always done that. From Moses to Jesus through abortion and on and on and on. He's doing everything he can to destroy generations. But only by God's grace can we experience forgiveness, healing, and bonding in our hearts, which is imperative for our society to manifest. And listen to this word, trans ethnicity. Do you understand what that word is? Trans ethnicity. It means harmony that transcends our ethnic barriers without denying that cultural differences do exist. That's why I don't tell people I'm colorblind, because I want to see the color of your skin, because I want to know that you have a different culture than I do. I want to learn from you. I want to grow closer to you. I want to know that you are my brother in Christ. You're my sister in Christ. God has called us to love one another, to forgive one another, and to walk in the power of Jesus Christ with one another to win the world that he's placed us in Somebody please give God praise. Amen. Amen. All right, turn over to the book of Matthew chapter 24. We'll be through in just a moment. Hold on. Matthew 24. And uh, let me find my place. Verse 7. Now Jesus had just been asked, how will we know when the end of the age? How will we know you're coming again? And so Jesus begins to answer, I'm going to start in verse 7, Matthew chapter 24. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of of birth pains. Listen, that word translated nation. See, when we first read it, we, we think, oh, uh, Germany against this nation or Iran against this. No, that word translated nation here in the Greek is the word ethnos. And from the word ethnos, we get our English word ethnic. So Jesus was responding to that question about signs of the end of the age and Jesus is declaring that a sign of his return would be ethnic conflict. Have we not seen? Now guys, I I will not, I I will never say that people didn't have a right to be upset with some of the... Sharon showed me a, a verse in uh, Proverbs where it used the word stupid to, re- to talk about people. So if God calls people stupid sometimes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say they're stupid. The things they've done against their black brothers, stupid. Stupid. But you know what more than stupid? It was an unregenerated heart. It was sin. And then sin created an overabundance of anger in people. And then they sinned against others. Let me me tell you what racism is. I have a three-letter word for racism. S-I-N. Sin. Sin. And I don't care what color your skin is. If you have sin, you can have racism toward your brothers and sisters. Anytime I'm talking to somebody and in that conversation, that person starts referring to a person or a group of people by they, 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 I'll say, who are you talking about? They? Who are they? Them? Well, who's them? You talking about my brother? Let me let me tell you something. I may not be Pastor Swole, but don't talk about my brother Emilio. <laughs> I see two men right here. I trust my life with Jared Young, Bobby Jones, trust my life with them. Back last year when I was so sick in the hospital and um, they thought they'd lost me twice uh, during that time, my blood pressure bottom, Sharon and I were talking afterwards. Now she, I don't think she's expecting me to die way before her, but anyway, <laughs> she, <laughs> She said, Tony, she said, I realized if something were to happen to you, all of your pallbearers are going to be black. (laughs) I I, I said, I know. I I said, that's who my friends are. Now, not that I don't have any white friends. Lee, I love you, brother. I love you. (laughs) Joe, I love you. (laughs) Man, I got in trouble quick, didn't I? (laughs) But, but you know what she was saying? A- and it was, it, it, it was more than just who the pallbearers are going to be. It's who we have entrusted our hearts to. Mm. 31 years ago, when God told Sharon and I to leave South Carolina and come to Alabama one of the first things we prayed because of what God was doing in our lives in South Carolina we had uh, we had established a church there and uh, I think we had four African American families in the church at that time by the way we went back three years ago to preach at that church and there's one white family in that church now (laughs) and, and there's about 150 African Americans hallelujah hallelujah But anyway, as we were coming to Alabama, we were driving, we began to pray and we said, God, in in the church that you are, if you're leading us here, there has to be some African Americans in it because you've called us to to mend those hurts and and to bring uh, bandages to to the wounds that are there. And there were, we, we had an elder. In the church, uh, I don't mind calling Terry Connor. Some of you may know who Terry is. He he was one of my elders there, and we had others. And then, God opened the door to Calvary Assembly. Oh my God! Y'all are everywhere. <laughs> I just wanted to see if y'all are listening. Dear God, He has given me an opportunity to be a part of a congregation like this where, where there is white and black and brown. And, and I don't think they appreciate being called yellow, but, uh, you know, that's from the song. Uh, but we have Filipinos. Uh, goodness, I could go on and on and on. Gee, we're in Alabama, in the South. But that's what happens when you kick the spirit of the Antichrist out and you say, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. Jesus. Oh, I've got to get out of here. I'm going to... I'm going to open my phone because it left something off of my notes. I want you to turn to Isaiah, and I, I promise you, I'm, I'm 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 going to land this thing in just a moment. Isaiah chapter 11. This is so important for what I was just saying. Isaiah 11, beginning at verse two. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Listen, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord and he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. God has blessed me And I give God all praise for it. I don't care what skin color you are. I never judge a person when I meet them. I never judge a person when I listen to them. God has blessed me with that, anointed me with that, and I give God all the praise for it. But because of that, I am able to love each and every one. Because of that, I'm able to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and translate that into my words and give counsel to the person I'm talking to. We've got to be like Jesus. We can't judge by what we see or by what we hear. We can't judge by the color of the skin or cultural background. Listen to me and listen close. I want to share this with you. Jesus became a curse so that we could receive a blessing. And we need to learn to walk in that blessing and to declare that blessing over others. Jesus was punished so that we could be forgiven. So let's start acting like we are forgiven. Jesus was made sin with our sinfulness that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. So let us begin to walk in his holy righteousness. Jesus died our death so that we could share his life his life. We need to live in the world today, not our life, but his life. Jesus carried our shame so that we could share. In his glory. I want to live and walk in his glory. And let people see the glory of God. On my life. Jesus endured our rejection. So we could have his acceptance. As children of God. Let's recognize the fact. That we are all God's children. All created in the image. Of God Almighty. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. If you don't like me because I'm white, look out. Because I am going to put my arm around you. And I'm going to walk as close as I can to you. But you know what? There's nobody like that here at Calvary. I have never met anyone like that. So if you're listening and you don't like me because I'm white, let me know who you are because I want to come visit you, all right? I'm not going to slap you, but I'll hug you. I'll love you. I'll speak Jesus to you. Amen. Amen. Too long ago, we've been here 31 years, so it was about 38 years ago, I was, I was with a group of pastors, and they began to talk about other races. And I stood there with my mouth shut. And the Holy Ghost said, by you not speaking, you are agreeing with everything they said. And the next time I got with them and they started that, ooh, I started to say what it was. <laughs> junk. <laughs> it's, it's junk, but it has a stink to it, Okay. And the next time I was with them and they started that, I spoke up and I said, I will no longer be a part of this group because you have hatred in your heart and the spirit of Antichrist is living within you. And I turned around and walked away. But let me tell you something, that was the beginning point of God making a difference in my life. The way I looked at people, the way I responded to people, the way I loved people, I let the love of Jesus Christ Flow through me. And don't anyone think this is about me. This is all about Jesus Christ. This is about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. But this is what we at Calvary, God has called us to. Oh, Jesus. 1 Peter 3 and verse 9. Says, do not repay evil with evil or a curse with a curse, but a blessing. Because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. I still cannot remember the pastor's name. I've been trying. <laughs> but back in 1982, I heard a lesson taught by a pastor. He was from South Georgia on, from one of the islands, New Brunswick and the lesson that he was teaching was about from 1 Peter 3.9 not giving cursing for cursing or arguing for arguing but speaking a blessing and that arrested me and I told God, I said God I want to be one who declares blessings over people I don't want to curse them I want to declare blessings. Now, I know that there were times that Jesus told the Pharisees and and the scribes, he called them different things. But you know what? When one of them came to Jesus and said, what must I do to be saved? He told them. He told them. He blessed them. I don't have time to go through and number the blessings that Sharon and I have inherited because we have chosen to declare blessings. But being here at Calvary among you people is one of the greatest blessings that God has given us. I want you to stand up with me, please. Ask our praise team if they would. I didn't give you a lot of heads up. While you're standing there, I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 5. If you wish to turn there, that's fine. Matthew chapter 5. I don't want you to listen to verses 43 and 48. This says, the heading of this says, love your enemies. Matthew 5 verse 43 through 48. Now you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I've been in so much hot water that I might as well go ahead and say it. Some of you are going to receive it. Some of you are going to have to let the Holy Spirit kind of work it in you. Wow. For the last, I don't know how many years, probably when Bill Clinton was first elected and every president after that, If that wasn't the president from your party, guys, I love you, but no party has saved my soul. Do I vote? Yes, I vote. How do I vote? None of your business. But I vote. Do I pray about it? You better believe it. Do I pray in the spirit about it? You better believe it. But guys, they are not our enemies. I may not like the things that they're doing, and I'll be honest. There's a lot of things I don't like that is being done. But I refuse to allow the spirit of Antichrist to turn my heart to the point to where I hate somebody. That I can't stand to look at them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to lift them up and I'm going to ask the spirit of God to arrest them where they are so that they may be born again. So he said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for them who persecute you. That you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes His Son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Listen to this. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. You know how he's perfect because he loves. And he loves everyone. That's how we are called to be perfect. It's not we're not called to accept everything they're saying or to swallow everything they're doing, but we're called to love them. We're called to pray for them. We're called to greet them when we uh, when we have an opportunity to greet them. We're called to be perfect.